Welcome to another Bush and Ritchie Daily Takeaway. And we start with a little bit of a food chat anyway. We're not, we're not shy to chat about food. We don't need an excuse. <laughs> we don't. Uh, yesterday evening, had a movie night uh, with Rocco and we watched the Lego movies. Really into his uh, Lego, hadn't seen it. Uh-huh. Loved it. Uh, but to go with the movie night, uh, there was some popcorn and uh, some nibbles and uh, got some uh, Cadbury buttons, all that kind of stuff. I mash the two together. Have you ever had chocolate and popcorn as a combined snack together? So you're having popcorn and chocolate oh. in your mouth. At the... Why well, you that sounds like a bit that? disgusting. What you do you not like about that? Keep food in its own lane. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? Chocolate's fine on its own. Popcorn's fine on its own. Don't be stuffing chocolate in the popcorn. It's ungodly. I, I put to you that there are types of popcorn that are overtly sweet. You've either got your, uh, you know, your... Just your savoury popcorn, or or you get the sweet popcorn, you even get toffee popcorn. So, what's the difference with chocolate popcorn? It's just a bit. um, Do I don't like, right? I'll be honest with you. I don't like it when stuff's like mixed together. So, you know, like when McDonald's do that thing where they they add like a chocolate bar to ice cream. The McFlurry? McFlurry. I don't like that. (laughs) Just have ice cream, have chocolate, keep them separate, stay in your lane. What do you think to a 99, a cone? That's that's different because the chocolate essentially is staying intact. Different? It's staying intact. It's not mushed up. If I put my fist in it and whacked it all together, and then you ate it, <laughs> then that'll be straying. In. I'll be honest with you, right? I don't even like it when, uh, like, a cuisine is is doing something that's not their thing. So, okay. like, if you go and have like a don't have a curry in a pub, have a, have a, have a curry in an Indian restaurant. I'm just trying to understand. All right, I'm just trying to understand. I just why like I'm, it to all to be quite clear. <laughs> when you have a Sunday roast, uh-huh. okay. Would you put uh, some Yorkshire pudding and carrot and beef in your mouth at the same time? Yes, I would. Well, that's no different, surely, to me putting a kernel of popcorn and a button in my mouth. Were you, were you squishing it up first, though? Or no, you... no, no, no. I had I had a little bowl that had popcorn and mm. buttons in. So my little mitts are going in there and just taking, like, a cluster full of food. No, I still, I still don't like it. <laughs> He's not for changing. Okay. I, I don't like the idea of it. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Can we start the show by saying uh, congratulations to Carlos Alcaraz? Uh, new champion of Wimbledon. What a final that was, the Wimbledon's men final, men's final yesterday. Epic tennis. Uh, he beat the reigning champion, Novak Djokovic, three sets to two in a thrill. It was like over four hours. Quite a match. It was an unbelievable match. I was absolutely glued to it. It's weird. I'm not normally into tennis, but something about the, the, the match yesterday just kind of kept me going back to it. It was brilliant. But I love Novak Djokovic because he's a proper villain, and I think sports need villains. <laughs> and I feel like now with Djokovic, he's only got like uh, probably a few years left in him, even though he's brilliant for his age and everything. I, I mean, I couldn't run around like that. But I think if you've got a couple of years left, take the villain thing to the next level. Like, <laughs> single black leather glove, white cat, something like One of those cigarettes on plastic sticks. But he took the villainy to the next level. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but uh, uh, Djokovic smashed his racket to pieces yes. on the post of the actual net in centre court after losing one of the sets. And this, this um, racket absolutely smashed into loads of millions of different bits. It was unbelievable. Left little dents in it. But you know what? He sat down, because obviously it was the little break then, and he looked better for it, Djokovic. I felt like he got something off his yeah. chest. And sometimes, let's be honest, if you really get annoyed with something or hate something, it is so cathartic to, to smash smash it to pieces. Yeah. Yeah, this is a bad word then. Smash it to hell. <laughs> I remember this awful bunk bed that I'd spent ages messing up, trying to set up for, for the girls in, in their room. It got to the point where my father-in-law had to come over and help me with it because I couldn't finish it. <laughs> so it was like an artist that couldn't finish this sculpture. 
Uh, and anyway, like two years down the line, girls were bored of it, on a different bed. So I, I got to take it out into our back garden, and Katie was out. I smashed it to pieces. I became like <laughs> almost like a caveman, like topless. I was just putting my fist through it. It was absolutely brilliant. So this hour of the show tonight, just you know, with a nod towards Djokovic yesterday, have you ever smashed something to pieces in a fit of rage? Yes, a few years back, Christmas Day. Oh my God! What happened? <laughs> Christmas Day. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. It, Rocco was like. It, it wasn't even a year old, and it was that 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 nasty period of the first year where they're just not sleeping. They just won't go down. Been there. Uh, and uh, as part of the whole Christmas package, uh, Natalie had got one of those trays of Ferrero Rochers. Uh huh. Uh, and I'd just gone and put him down upstairs, and I thought, yeah, I'd spent ages, spent ages, thought I'd settled him, came downstairs, then you hear that noise on the monitor, and that was it. It had been a long day, and I put my fist right through this tray of Ferrero Rochers, destroyed her Christmas present. What a, what a middle-class bit of rage, putting your, your fist through some Ferrero Rocher. Don't do it, because that, that kind of, like, faux plastics kind of glass uh, case that they come in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ..for, for about half an hour afterwards... <laughs> I was not only apologising for the ruined Ferrero Rocher, but picking shards of Ferrero Rocher uh, like casing out of my fist. Very painful. But very cathartic, I imagine. Do you know what I mean? It's good. Sometimes it's good to, to, to destroy something that's winding you up. Although, to be fair, it was Rocco winding you up, not the Yes, chocolates. that's true. And then uh, Boxing Day, I replaced the Ferrero Rocher. What, what a climb down that was. <laughs> uh, Gary says, I, I once had such a bad hole of golf that the ball I was using got it. After the hole, I got my hybrid out, which I presume is like a golf club or something, <laughs> aimed it into the field. Turned out to be the straightest shot I hit all day and the furthest. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Tom says, clothes error. I can absolutely get oh, with this. Fell up. over in the wind so I attempted to boot it down the garden only to get my legs stuck in it never mess with a whirly gig Chris in Northampton uh, was playing with his Sega Mega Drive golden axe <laughs> threw Whoa. it out the bedroom window and smashed it to pieces uh, me and my brother used to live with each other in uh, live together in Bristol and we used to play a lot of Pro Evo soccer uh, and it got to the point we had to snap the disc in half because wow. it was affecting us so badly we had to go for a walk around the block because <laughs> we were playing so badly in it uh, we've got Emma on the line right now Emma what did you destroy in a fit of rage I've had a really bad day at work and I come home thinking I'm gonna cook us a nice roast dinner I'm sorting all of that out and uh, as I was dishing the roast potatoes up a few of them fell off the tray and you know when it's just like the straw that broke the camel's back and I literally picked them off and launched them at my kitchen wall Wow, so you, you did a kind of Trevor from EastEnders with the dinner at the wall there did it make you feel a little bit better though yeah. just taking it out on the potatoes oh it made me feel so much better it works. So now, did you launch all potatoes at the wall, or once that rage Not had all gone, of them. Managed, I managed to save a few. And you ate managed them? To save a few. No, they were they were crushed. The <laughs> ones at the wall were like done. I couldn't eat those. Can I, can, I, can I just commend you as well on, uh, and this is something my mum and dad do quite a bit, a midweek <laughs> evening roast. Yeah, I was thinking that. It's not just know, Sundays, is it, for a roast, roast dinner? You have to have a midweek roast in the Midlands. I feel like we need to get ourselves to the Midlands. That's fantastic. Lovely to I speak to you. you. Thank you. Bye. Jack in Corby says, Guys, I moved into a house that had a horrible green glass porch from the 1950s. So on the following morning, in my underpants and vest, I got all the things at hand to smash it. Big stones, an old axe, a tree branch. The garden was very secluded, and I was shouting, Die, porch, die, as I smashed <laughs> it. It was very exhilarating. It says, At that moment, I looked up and saw our new neighbours looking out of their loft window. This was our first, <laughs> our first meeting. All I could do was wave and say, Hi, I'm your new neighbour. I can't believe they've done that on the first day in the house. There is that old mantra of just live with it for a little bit, see what you like, see what you don't like. I like it. he's a man of action, Jack and Corby. <laughs> he's not a great neighbour, but he's a man of action. The Daily Takeaway.
Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Graham in Norwich says, My housemate Phil destroyed a Frey Bentos mince pie. Uh, he'd come home from work hangry, put a pie in the oven. When he was taking it out, he dropped it on the floor. In a fit of rage, he booted it across the kitchen, leaving big <laughs> splatter marks like a slurry spider. It was so funny, more so because he was really knocked off with the other housemate and me for laughing at him. <laughs> Love that. Fume. Uh, no name attached to this, but I once threw all my fishing tackle in the lake. You see, that's got, uh, that's got the double satisfaction of getting a good splash yes. out of it as well. Uh, and if you've had a bad day at the lake, then that's probably the best thing to do, to get rid of it. Maybe <laughs> fishing ain't for you. Uh, we've got Andy on the line right now, being very honest. Andy, tell everybody, what did you destroy? Jet wash. Jet wash? How much was yeah. the jet wash? thousand pounds i just bought it i got home and i put it together because i wanted to do the driveway i pushed the hose that goes into the trigger i didn't push it in far enough and realized after after i smashed it to pieces i realized it weren't pushed in far enough so every time i pulled the trigger i got soaked <laughs> like a like a clown <laughs> thing i got the sledgehammer and just got out there and just battered it all around the driveway so i was so, so satisfied after that I bet. I, I mean, yeah, obviously satisfied, but you're not going to get your money back on that £1,000, are you? No, no. <laughs> I just gave up and went and bought a cheap one in the end from, from, the, uh, from B&Q. Now, obviously, you're out of pocket with this, uh, Andy, but I feel like yeah. you're, you're at peace with it in that it had it come in and you feel better for uh, doing it. I, I felt, it felt so much better. My wife stood there and actually said, do you feel better for that now? Yeah, it's a good. You can pick it all up. It was, it was, just, it was a brand new cartridge jet wash. It just come out. And I just, I just, I had enough. There's a YouTube channel in that. I'd, wa I'd happily watch Andy smash brand new bits of tech to pieces. <laughs> Katie in Huddersfield says, My friend Andy was giving away a sofa to a charity. They saw, though, a small stain under the cushion and refused to take it. The new sofa was due any minute. In a complete and hilarious rage, Andy went into the shed, got out an axe and hacked away with springs and stuffing going everywhere, and it looked like a Muppet massacre. <laughs> what a lovely message to cap off this hour's phone. Thank you very much for that. This is The Daily Takeaway. Take away. I hope you had a good weekend. I went to Monster Jam on uh, Saturday. London Stadium, Monster Jam is a big monster truck event. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've come away without two things. Firstly, I didn't bring you a souvenir back. I thought you were going to say dignity, but I'm fine with the souvenir. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but secondly, and this is the most crushing part of the whole thing, I've come away without my favourite umbrella. Oh, what a nightmare. I've had this umbrella for eight years. I absolutely loved it had a little grey button on the handle that you'd press and it would shoot up with this smooth action. The handle itself was foam. Uh, it wasn't a rigid one, it was like a foam handle you'd hold onto it, a uh, really comfortable hold. Uh, two Velcro fastenings when it was actually uh, down. Just checking, you are one. still describing your umbrella. I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it would never go inside out. I, I know that's a bold claim, but in eight years I never knew for this umbrella to go inside out. So I went with it to uh, the London Stadium on Saturday. Can I ask, was it a golf, big golf umbrella? Big golf little, umbrella, Big golf yeah. umbrella, okay. Big golf umbrella. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd never take it to a football match, but for, for whatever reason, I thought, well, they're not, not going to turn it away at the London Stadium for Monster Jam, are they? This is just a, a monster truck event. But they can't get Bigfoot hooligans or anything, can you? Do you exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. That took it off me. Uh, they did say, they did say you can come back and get it later, sir, if you're... I'm not queuing up for an umbrella amongst 50,000 people. <laughs> I'm not that person. So it's gone. I'm never going to see it again. I love this umbrella. I do, I do wonder if that security guard, knowing that you've not come back for it, is maybe walking around 
round here. Here's with the your weird umbrella. thing, right? You know Even I mean? though I say I wasn't going to go back for it, as we were walking out and I'm looking over, I'm thinking, there, there was no one there with any umbrellas. So they'd obviously gone with it because it was a brilliant one. But the one thing I would hold my hand up and say is it's all right to have like a favourite shirt, maybe a favourite pair of shoes, that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. I do realise that there is something odd about having a favourite umbrella. Do you have a like a, a strange item that you would say was a favourite of yours? It's like, you know, I guess emotional attachment to an inanimate object for a weird reason. Like I, um, you know, we, we had some carpets, dead boring, but we had a new carpet put in uh, Stella, our youngest daughter's room. There was a cast-off bit of carpet. Yeah. And I've told you this before, but I, I used that cast-off bit of carpet, reshaped it into the, the, the footprint of our boot. Yeah. And it's now there as like a little boot cosy. That's great. That stops, you know, stuff and, you know, muddy buggies and stuff like affecting the back of the boot. Very, very unbush. Like, it's not, I'm not a practical man at all, but every time I open our boot and look at that, I think, that was that, do you remember that moment when I was really practical and was like a proper bloke? So that's your favourite off-cut? I, I just my favourite um, favourite bit favourite medium to small stretch of carpet <laughs> in that category favourite shirts are conventional favourite umbrellas a little bit different uh, a text here says I actually travelled back to Hong Kong airport to replace my favourite umbrella Whoa! <laughs> that, you know, There's that a lot to unpack there. must be really, really good. That's an amazing umbrella. Going all the way back there for that. Alan in Glasgow says, I travelled to London and bought an umbrella from a very fancy shop. Ooh. I love it. When we left the shop, it was raining. My wife said, use the umbrella. I refused. It's too good to use in the rain that quick. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's a ridiculous thing. I can't get it. Uh, the Channel 5 programme, an umbrella use gone mad. That's what that is. Uh, Gregory says, I have a favourite screwdriver. I've had it since I was 16. I'm now 51. Uh, it's quite big, but the metal runs right through the handle and I can use it like a chisel. Plus, I stir paint with it after opening the pot with a different screwdriver. If anything happened to it, I'd be heartbroken. <laughs> I love this. Uh, Sarah, what's the strange favourite you have? It's the wooden spoon, but it's a, it's a bit like a spatula. So it, it looks a little bit like a spoon, but it's sort of thinner on the end, a bit flatter. No, we've never had anyone come on and describe their spatula spoon to us before. <laughs> why, why, why this particular thing, and, and how long have you had it? Uh, it must have been over 20 years. I think, I think why I like it so much is when you buy your first house, you get loads of hand-me-downs, and, and I think it was just one of them things that I bought myself, and it's just always been around, and... It's, it's stained, it's got burnt handle, it's, it's pretty battered, but I don't know, just love it. So was it once wow. upon a time a spoon and all that stirring has, <laughs> has ground it down into a spatula? No, <laughs> it was intended to be the shape it is. Now, the, the only thing I would urge, air of caution with both of you here, is when you get a, a favourite item like that, you, yeah. you put yourself at risk of obviously it then disappearing and then you being sad like Richie with his umbrella. What I would advise the pair of you is to have regular Stalin-esque purges <laughs> where you round up seven or eight random good items and just get rid of them and buy new, and that way you, you, you're insulating yourself against getting hurt. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. <laughs> no, okay. Sarah, don't agree with him that easy. That's that's not that's not how we work here. All right, you, you love that spatula. It's got stories attached to it. That all, all the lasagnas and bolognese that you would have stirred yeah. for ages, the risottos that you've waited for the rice to infuse with the stock. Time for change. Plastic ones are much better and easier to clean. Go on, Sarah. No. No, you melt them. That's the problem. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Uh, Claire in Swindon has favourite cutlery. She says, moved in with my other half. He had his. I had mine. I still only like using my cutlery. Wow. Even though his is more shiny and contemporary. Wouldn't you love your own set of cutlery? <laughs> That'd be so good. Be really, really good. Uh, Mary Lou, what do you have? 
I've got a towel. It has to be replaced about every 20 years because it disintegrates. But it's when I was a baby, I had whooping cough. So my mum and dad put the old Terry style nappies under my head. Yeah. And so since then, I have not been able to sleep without the smell of a fresh, clean towel underneath my head. That thing has, I used to be a professional singer and it went on every gig with me. It wow. went, it what went a rider. Every car drive we've ever done, but nobody else is allowed to touch it because if they do, it has to get boiled in case it's got their Wow, there's, wow. A lot, there's a lot going on there, Richie. So, there, there really is. So you wash this every five days? Yes, and so, it's got to be dried over a, open, on an open window or outside. If it's not, it's hand just not... Hand towel drying on an open on. window. Mary Lou, <laughs> um, could we ask, what, what detergent do you use? I mean, you, you, I you must... I You actually use a fairy. There we go. Uh, Mary Lou, can I ask you a, a personal question? <laughs> You can you can offer me anything. I might answer really bluntly, though. So no, that's gonna, that's the kind of caller we want on this show. So, let's, so you've got your, your special towel under your head and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You've got your set up. What happens in those moments where you might you know might have some heavy petting? What do you do with the towel? I shove it straight underneath a pillow. He knows my about. We've been together a very long time. We already know the setup. Is it like they'll give the, the game away the slightly? On the radiator or under the pillow because we both know that everything stops if the towel gets. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, Mary Lou, wow. wow. Where'd you yeah. go from there? Good to talk to you, Mary Lou. You too. Genuinely, thank you for getting country music back out there the last few years. It's brilliant. We're on the way to hospital with my broken arm. I'm still waiting for a possible X-ray and cast on it. Oh. So, uh, Hope you've taken your towel. I've got it in my bag. <laughs> of course she has. Best of luck to you. Take care. Thank you so much. Tessa has been in touch. Uh, sent a photo. This is my absolute favourite ruler. It literally is my ruler of rulers. I like to walk around with it held in both my hands behind my back and pointed things with it. The photo, if you zoom in on it, it's one of them classic wooden ones with all the kings. Oh, really? All the kings of England on them. Have a look at that. Good ruler. Uh, Andy's in Seven Oaks has a favourite loo in central London, he says. Oh, says it's in a posh hotel. I'm not sharing the name. It's all mine. You walk in like you belong. First floor. Quiet, posh, perfect. So is he walking into a hotel that he's not staying in? Correct. What? What a bandit! <laughs> uh, Mark, favourite strange thing? What is it? A Lakeland carrier bag. Your favourite item in your life at the moment is a Lakeland carrier bag. It, it is. Mark, what's so good about it? Why is it your favourite? Um, I've had it nine years. It's exceptionally strong. Um, it's a bit battered, a bit like me, but um, it's, it's brilliant. What do you do with it, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> um, nothing, nothing rude. I, I carry things around with it. It's, it's been on holiday. It's, um, I've used it to carry stuff back and forth to work. It's, it's brilliant. A nine-year-old carrier bag. I mean, that, that really is taking the whole bag for life thing. This Right to the well, maximum degree. Well, well, it, well, exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. Do you, you have a look at it and think, could you get in there, just in terms of how big it is? Is it that big? Well, in terms of size, yeah, it's just an ordinary um, carrier bag, enough to carry stuff on uh, when I'm in holiday. Um, yeah. Mark, I don't want this next question to come across as rude. Are you married? I am, and she's tried uh, to get me to get rid of it several times. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the bag. 
Well, um, it's it's fifty fifty. This is the daily takeaway. So there's the show. I uh, just to go back to what we were talking about earlier on. I feel like you were you were using just the normal uh, the normal kind of rules and regulations around eating yeah. to circumnavigate and find a loophole about mashing together ungodly flavours in your mouth. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do reckon. I do reckon, as an aside, uh, that. Um, Cadbury could... You know how these days they, they're bringing out rather funky chocolate bars? Yes. I reckon you could see popcorn infused in chocolate as a snack. No, but you, see, you're part of this thing because you like Marmite with different things. You like Marmite mayonnaise and... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't like that because I'm one of these people who buys a couple of cans of Coke and gets them home and looks at them and they've really like, got like a... They've got like an albatross flavour in them all. <laughs> you know, garlic. I don't want gar- Coke and garlic. I just want old-fashioned Coca-Cola, please. Do people eat albatross? I don't think they do, do it's they? It's a terrible example that bubbled up in my brain. <laughs> <laughs>